Hello and welcome to the seventh instalment of the It's Our Year podcast, where this week, on the back of Freddie Adu and his face, which apparently is persuasive, purchased a can of, um, of Campbell's soup, uh, bang average, which I suppose in a way embodies Freddie, really unfortunately, that's the way it's gone. But anyway, despite disappointing soup, which seemingly I could do with a tin of due to my rather hoarse voice because of yesterday, uh, we'll be discussing the superb performance at the weekend from Leicester. Probably the best performance of the season. Well, undoubtedly the best performance of the season. The only good performance of the season, really. Uh, It was fantastic to see old Slabhead involved heavily, so heavily, in some of our goals. Uh, it's great to see Johnny Evans back. Of course, his rubbish foot and ghastly bunion pain subsided for a day, thankfully. He did hobble off again, to which we saw <sighs> Vestergaard stumble onto the pitch, which is always a concern, always a worry, but uh, thankfully we didn't concede. We scored again. Um, I see old Aaron Maguire is particularly rather annoyed he hasn't got him beside him anymore. Not Vestergaard. He never wanted him there. Old Johnny. Uh, he marshals ever so well. Isn't he? Um, old Cal Garcia under a completely different player with uh, Johnny and his dodgy foot beside him. The massive, the Wednesday, continue to frustrate, as do Sheffield FC, where a day on the coast at Cleethorpes ended, unfortunately, another defeat. Yeah, an away day at Cleethorpes a few years ago would have been thoroughly enjoyable. We'd be able to get ten donuts for a quid, five for two fifty now. In the same way that we can't condone firearms, I can't condone that uh, that level of inflation. This week's big feature is an interview, not only with Sheffield FC scholarship coach Matthew Higgins, but also ex-Rotherham, Tranmere and Hartlepool boss Ronnie Moore. Very much looking forward to it. So without any further delay or procrastination, who are we chatting with this week? It's you, Ron, 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 it's you, Ron, Ron. So, uh, I'm here uh, in the seventh instalment of It's Our Year podcast. I've got uh, Matthew Wiggins. You right, Matthew? I'm all right, Chris. Thank you. You're very good. And uh, Ronnie Moore. You right, Ronnie? Yeah, I'm fine, Chris. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Good man. So, uh, Matthew, initially, I thought we'd talk about um, your two's current role. That you do at, uh, at Maltby Academy. So, uh, well, what's your official role anyway? Uh, football development officer. It is football development. So, overseeing officer. all the football, obviously, from our primary schools all the way through to uh, post sixteen, which is under eighteens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but predominantly, it's working with the sixteen to eighteen range. Um, so, it's through Sheffield FC, the world's first football club. Right. Uh, Craig, the other uh, co-commentator, he's a coach for the first team and they're doing spectacularly well this season, aren't they? So I've heard, yes, mm. so uh, we'll leave that on there then. Yeah, I love that. He's <laughs> already had that grief in there. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's just uh, what we class as our scholars now. Um, so my, my role, uh, basically, is to try and get lads that have probably been released from professional clubs locally, so your Wednesdays, United, Barnes of Rotherham's. Mm-hmm. Um, they come along with, with me and Ronnie for, for a couple of years, uh, get their football education, the football background and things, uh, and then it's their education with it. Um, so it's half the time here is, is the football, mm-hmm. and then half the time is the education. Um, not only do we pick up lads from pro clubs, though, it's good local lads that might not have been scouted before or mm-hmm. had that chance. And it's basically they're coming for two years with me and Ronnie, and uh, we pitch them at a level that we think they're at. Mm-hmm. So with our contacts, if they think they're good enough to get in the pro game, mm-hmm. they might go for trials at professional football clubs. Uh, so have you had that in the last couple of years then? We have. Um, not one yet has gone and made the grade. Um, okay. So we haven't had one that's gone and, and gone and kicked on and actually played professional football through through the programme. Mm-hmm. But we have had lads that have gone in and trained with the pro clubs. Um, but the realistic link is obviously to go and play in the Evo stick. Yeah. Um, which is still difficult at sixteen to eighteen because, as we know, it's a tough league. Have you got a, have you got a couple involved with Sheffield FC now that used to be here? Then yes, yes, we have. Uh, well, we've got 
quite a few now that's gone through the system. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, um, we had quite a lot last year that's just just moved Alex, on. Alex Warren. Yeah, Alex. Alex were there. Um, I think there were six lads in total last year that, mm-hmm. that made the debut in the first team. At, like I said, between 16 and 18, which, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them lads have now gone on to America, gone out to the states. So, so is that like an additional scholarship then? Where they go yeah, so they, they go to America to do the uh, they do the again same do the education, but then carry on with the football. Mm-hmm. But that's like a four year program. But these are the opportunities that open up for them from from being on our program really. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the lads we've got this year, talented group. Uh, first three games we've had three victories, which is against three good sides as well. So, uh, but I think the difference between the lads this year and the previous, which was seven or eight years, is just yeah. the attitude really. Yeah, uh, that they big come thing, in, yeah. that they want to, they want to come in and learn. Uh, they take advice off us, and they're not they're not shy of actually. Saying something themselves on the pitch, which is something that we've had. We've been little, oh yeah, you had a few back and forth. Bit, bit, bit soft, bit soft from the belly sometimes. And right. uh, this time, I think it's it's a good we've got that actually uh, we've got something about them for once. So we had a good start to the season, to be honest. Very they're good. good. They're a good bunch, aren't they? Yeah, they are. This year, yeah. definitely. So how did how did you get involved then, Ron, with this? Uh, and I, Chris Dolby was actually was he chief exec? I think he was chief. He run the community running, side. Running, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was him who actually asked me if uh, mm-hmm. said that uh, you were looking for a, a, a coach to come in here yeah. and help Matt. Yeah. Um, and Dolbs asked me if I if I fancied it. So. How have you found it thus far? It's been brilliant. I mean, it beats sat at home and walking around the blooming woods all day with a dog, which is you know what it's been like. I mean, I, I've got a, an academy in in Rotherham anyway. All right. Okay. For the evening type stuff, but during the day. And you know, come in and it's it off well. Me and Matt's brilliant with them. Uh, they're well trained and, and disciplined. Because mm-hmm. normally with younger lads, they're all over the place. And yeah, just attitude wise and pride yeah, about but, them. But like you know, they're spot on with getting stuff out, putting balls back, picking stuff up, not leaving stuff about. Yeah. So the, that distant part is is fantastic for them. And there's some really really good players there. And how how have they responded to you? Obviously, cause I'm assuming some of their you know. Dads and such like have been Rotherham fans and such like. Were they sort of awestruck at all? Because it's like if I were playing youth football and Martin O'Neill turned up to come <laughs> yeah. and coach me, I'd be made up with it. Has, has yeah. there been any of that at all? Or? Not really. There's a few Rotherham supporters there who, you know, they, but we get on quite well because I'm laid back anyway. It's, you know, so I. <laughs> I'd like to think I come down to their level at times and just have the crack and have the laugh, you know, yeah. rather than being too serious. Yeah. And you able know, to relate to you. Yeah, know, I, like. you like to keep discipline, but you also like to, to have the crack with them. And, you know, each and every one of them are, will have the crack with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and game obviously been relatively successful thus far, but had to hand out any sort of, uh, sort of air dryer treatments at half time at all? Or. Not really. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Matt has. <laughs> um, no, no, not, not so much this year. Not yet. No. Um, once or twice, just to rock it up the arse, should we say. Yeah. Not air dry treatments, but just telling him that they can be better, should we say. Um, I, th- I think I remember the one of your first sessions, Ronnie, when uh, you told that kid not to fucking answer your back, <laughs> if that were right. Oh, yeah. And, we're, uh, we're and I've not seen him since. <laughs> All right. That finished him, did it? <laughs> I can't remember who it was. No, no, no I think I think I forgot it as well. But yeah, um, but no, you've been uh, pretty calm, mate, haven't you? To be honest. Yeah, I mean, because when you you normally when you've been used most of your life to managing the, the adult ones, game, yeah, the yeah. Adult, you know, to come down and mm. you know, because they are they tend to be cheeky teenagers, don't they? They they think yeah. they know it all. You know what they don't know isn't worth knowing. Yeah, yeah. Are you we a bit worried about that that sort of transition of maybe having to be like a bit. Not patronising, but just sort of altered how you were previously. Yeah, a little your coaching style. Yeah, a, a little bit. But once you get in and, mm. and get amongst them, then you know the, the, there's not a problem with it. Yeah. You know the. But I thought there would be a massive one because of you know shouting and ordering sh- the way you do with the grown ups. Yeah. And then try and do that with the younger ones. It's not on really. Yeah. You know, you've got oh, to be careful what you do and what you say and how you say it. Yeah, oh God, there's not been too much of a, a differential. And one of the questions we had through, really, is this is talking about Maltby, but also when you've been at previous teams as well, that over the years, how would you say that youth development itself has changed? Like, are sort of Premier League academies impacting on the quality of players? Because it, essentially, should they be loaning them out a bit quicker to AFL 
teams, would it be more beneficial for him to get out to him than just sitting in a Premier well, League academy? Without, with the loan system, you know, I think they should. Um, you know, you've got to go and face proper football. Yeah. You know, no disrespect to the academies, but the academy are, are at this moment. You go and watch any academy football, and it's they're all the same. It's yeah. it's just. You know, your two centre halves now splitting, your two full backs are pushing on. Yeah. And all the midfield players coming in and playing out. You know, that's all fine, but you they go out on loan to Carlisle or someone like that. Who, and get absolutely walk, destroyed yeah. in the first game. You know, there's no way they're gonna play out like that. Yeah. So, so it's it's a it's a rude awakening for them sometimes. Good question as well, because we run about this last week actually. Mm. Saying that like myself worked in Academy football mm -hmm. and they all want to play Saturday mornings. For their professional football club. Are you at Barnsley? Sorry, just to intervene there. Yeah, you at yeah, Barnsley doing that? Yeah, at Barnsley and some other clubs. Um, but like, like Ronnie just said, it's the same old, same old. Now, if we get a lad between 16 and 18 going and playing the Evo stick mm -hmm. in front of three, 400 people, paying spectators, yeah. giving a bit on the side, three o'clock, Saturday afternoon, quarter to eight, Tuesday night, it's mm -hmm. proper football. Yeah. And the scouts that are going to watch games, they're not looking at a 35-year-old that's being done it and picking up a no. nice pay packet. It is these lads who are 16 to 18. Now, we had a lad in a couple of years back and he had three trials at pro clubs mm -hmm. by playing 40 games in the Evo Stick League. So he got used to it and had that experience. So just, and but the, and and the scouts are going, Who, who's this lad, who's this lad? Now, I believe that now <laughs> that's probably a better way in than these lads who are playing under 18 football on a Saturday morning. So... But, it's the physicality part in it that, yeah. that they need to learn, and and without going there, you, you don't know what it's like. It's no, you, know, you got you got yeah. I mean, if it. Beckham could go out alone, mm. you know, there's no reason why these these kids who are coming through now can't go out. So, why do they persist with it then? In that, if they're just doing this sort of formulate training where everybody's been producing this sort of carbon copy sort of conveyor belt way, and it isn't working, why why is it that they choose to do it? That these players they haven't got the freedom, I suppose, to express themselves, and you know, it's hard one to answer, isn't it? Because I, they probably have, yeah, they're probably in the in the player themselves. Mm. I think a lot of coaches will say they go out and do it, but it's probably just the pressure of, of when you cross that white line sometimes, yeah. from a young age, and then is it with pros, a bit older, a bit an older mm. head? I don't know. And the older pros bring them on, don't they? You know, they're playing with with lads who have had three, four hundred games. Yeah. And you just come in with like... no wool on your back, and you just start to uh, out in your own career. Yeah, it's good to. That's the only way to do it. If you're with a bunch of kids all week, yeah, you know, you, uh, for me, I, how's the progression go on? How, how do they learn what the football's about? How just got to immerse themselves. Manage it, yeah. You know how people are going to wind you up. What they're going to say to you to wind you up? Can mm. you handle what they're saying to you? Yeah, and, uh, you know, just little things like that. Where we're the only learner when you get away from the comfort zone. That's mm -hmm. our job in training, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. a couple of F-bombs, get them set up sort of yeah, for that, like. So, um, obviously, Ronnie, you've had a very illustrious career in management and we've had uh, quite a few correspondence uh, regarding your time at Rotherham. So, um, we've looked at, in previous episodes, quite a few cult heroes. So, we did um, a Leicester and a Wednesday, I say cult, we did a shit 11. Um, and we had the ilk of sort of, you know, Junior Lewis and Lee Marshall and people like that. Um, so one particular player that got mentioned a few times, uh, a man known as the uh, the Fireman, because he always he always put it out, didn't he? But uh, how was it um, with uh, Brian Wilsterman at Rotherham? He, he, to be fair, when he first came in, I mean, he was a rough and ready yeah. centre-back, really. Had it. If he had three heads, he'd have probably played for England, one of them, you know. He, <laughs> he, he was that type of player, yeah. typical centre-half, but he couldn't hardly ever, it was out of play more than it was in play. When he, yeah, percent of possession retention wasn't particularly <laughs> his strong point, was it? Well, we'd just been talking about uh, playing out from the back and all that, but he couldn't really ask him to do that. There was no way that that's going to happen. No. You know, so he, he, that's how his nickname came, because, you know, like I say, he very... It's probably exaggerated. I mean, it wasn't always out of play. Do you know oh, what no, I mean? Yeah, but yeah, because, of because it's going out of play, it was the players themselves who came up and started nicknaming them uh, the, the fireman. Uh, did he love that? He took it. He didn't take it so well the first time. <laughs> I can't envisage it. You know, no. when it was shouted out, I always I remember chasing around after one or two of the lads who, who had a little <laughs> pop for him. But, the, you know, they, 
you've got to have that little part, that banter part of things anyway as well, you know what I mean? But he did a, he did a brilliant job for us. Yeah. He come in and did exactly what, what we brought him in for. You go and edit. At, at them days, mm-hmm. it wasn't so much about how pretty football was. No. You know, he sent her house and sent her house with slits and cuts and oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, it wasn't all about being fancy on the ball. I mean, there obviously were. I mean, we had Mac, Mark McIntosh, who was, mm-hmm. who was complete opposite to, to Wilsterman. Exactly. You know, he'd bring player, it down, yeah. he'd play great left foot. But that's why you pay probably 125 grand for somebody like him and you get you get wildebeest for nothing. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the difference with it. I can, I can remember uh, McIntosh scoring at Leicester in the King Power. I think, I think, I think we won 2-1. Uh, and he uh, he was up against it might have been somebody of the level of uh, and he was absolutely he meant he got mentioned in the shit eleven Rab Douglas goodness me yeah. any time the ball was on target it was in <laughs> and in that particular instance it was exactly the same uh, but there was a, there was another chap who was in and around that particular era right back old uh, marvelous Marvin Bryan. yeah I think is he a taxi driver now I'm sure he's got I a taxi that or he left to do sort of like a, a driving school. Right, I think right. so I, can, I can remember he, he used to kick about in around the new estate at Maltby. Yeah. And he thought, I'm going to second. He, he he was playing against Scunthorpe the week. And yeah. he been in our car park today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so driving yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've seen him driving around a car park. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Marvin's back <laughs> in amongst the fold. Uh, and and another, another player in around that era who is uh, a good friend of uh, our friend Craig. We've been on a couple of stag do's with him. Lovely fella. Uh, Ryan Taylor. Who at that time was uh, well, he was a, in denial, wasn't he? he was a platinum blonde. Yeah, yeah. In and around that particular area, he's he's, he's embraced his Tijan. But he's he's a Grimsby now, isn't he? He's, he is a Grimsby, and he's uh, he's doing quite well. He did well for me as well. You know, I liked him. I mean, he was decent. More so the second time when I, I came to Rotherham, he it was him. I think they've been to Wembley three times and only lost once, and that was when I was a manager. Typical. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've, they've got promoted. It might even be more than three. Yeah. But we lost uh, to in the playoffs um, to get promotion in the, into the second division, um, and he scored two. Got goals two that day. That yeah, that's game. right. We ended up losing the game three two. Yeah. But he he's, he was fantastic. Really, really good play. But like you say, I think he he thinks he's a blonde lad, doesn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, like, there were, there were many years, weren't there, that he thought, "Oh, hang on, no, I'm going to have the uh, the old piss streaks yeah. <laughs> through his hair." But uh, let me say, very generous on a stag do. He's right, and he's uh, sorted us out in Berlin. Very lovely of him. But yeah, he'd, he'd admitted his, his his gingerness by that particular point. And uh, so I'd, I'd listened to the obviously the under the under the cosh the other day, which is definitely on par with the current. Uh, studio, I say that that we're currently in, and uh, one particular chap you mentioned was uh, another fellow who's sick about Ramal, the guy Branston. Yeah. Um, and I can remember seeing him on I Street one time doing sort of bicep curls with uh, a couple of cans of beans. Uh, and I think is he is he at Leicester now? Yeah, he's got something to do with recruitment under twenty threes. I think I think he said a recruitment trying to bring uh, the younger lads in. In fact, I was with him Saturday. He was at the oh, game. Yeah. I was at the game on Saturday, Portsmouth game, and he was there because uh, Hurst was playing. Always on the bench anyway for Portsmouth, mm-hmm. youngest, and uh, he was coming to do a little report on him. Oh, so, is yeah. that Paul Hurst? No, it's it's uh, oh, da- David Hurst. Uh, oh, George. Uh, yeah, George. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's uh, he's, uh, he's not been produced pro- much to be fair. No, because uh, he was at he was at Rotherham, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on loan. It was unknown, and you know he haven't done well when you get booed when you <laughs> you're ready to come on. <laughs> Normally you get a, at least you get a little clap because you you've been uh, so he come on, but he he didn't get much time play, game time really when he when he was at uh, at Rotherham. Because obviously he had a bit of a, a wrangle at Chef Wednesday, didn't he? Where I don't know if he refused to play because his dad took over looking after him, didn't he? I, I believe. Right. I don't know. So. And contractually, just wanted. So so a Dave's lot. trying to do everything for him. This that and the other is just instead of just. Let other people do it. Yeah, you're too involved, aren't you? I mean, I mean, well, I know I've had a lad involved in in, in professional football. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I, yeah. Um, but I never interfered on, on anything with contracts and all that, and and where he was going. That that was a uh, decision made by him. Because he ended up with uh, Leicester that did not somewhat dodgy, but they did somewhat where he went to our feeder club Leuven in Belgium, so we yeah. avoided paying out for the under twenty three. Compensation. Yeah. So he stayed there for a year, and then he ended up at Leicester, and yeah, pretty quickly turfed out. Really. Who's a good player though? 
for me. When I say good player, probably not for Leicester. Yeah. You know, but he, he was brilliant for us. Hardest man. If, if ever you need, you don't want to be arguing or leaving him out too often. Right. Uh, he, he was, he's, and he's, he's like, a, have you seen him? He's like Man Mountain. He's, he's maybe 6'2", but yeah, really, he's tall, lad, yeah. really physical, looks a bit like the Hulk, shaving head and whatever. <laughs> and he, honestly, I mean, I used to, when I was leaving him out, I, my sister Breck, I used to say to Breck, do us a favour, go and tell Brad, oh, he's not playing this week, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> it's like one of them. Poor old Breck, but, yeah. But, Breck, but I mean, he, he got sent off at Hull once. Um, and normally, someone goes with you when you get sent off. But because we were under caution, it was, it was stupid. And they were scared of him, probably. And, yeah. and so he, he's come to sit down. I went, you can't sit down, piss off. Get yourself in there. Yeah. So he's gone in there, and about three or four minutes later, there's a guy comes running from under the changing room. Yeah, yeah. And says, where's your physio? And so there's, uh, he's here on the end here. So your player's on the floor with his arm up in the air with blood spitting out all over the place. I recall that, yeah. <laughs> so... He's gone down the physio to check on him, and what he'd done, you know, the referee's room, years ago, you know the four paned, there's your four paned uh, doors, yeah, yeah, but you could cover it with that like little quarter inch. It looks like wood or do you know? Yeah. And it so looks like a door. Up, yeah. yeah, so it looks like a door with referee on it. So he's come past thinking, and he's been dead look because he's punched it. And he's got him where the where the cross is, so he's actually at that. Yeah. So and he wasn't happy with that because it was just a thing. <laughs> I had another round. So he's gone it. back again, and this time he's missed everything, gone through the glass. Yeah. That was in behind it. Come back out like that. And he, he's cut. He missed that part of his arm there. Honestly, it's there. And it's, Pissed out of his arm. Yeah, done his artery. Sounds like, like so, a scene yeah. from uh, Mike Bassett, England manager here, <laughs> yeah. right? You I could, think, were you, you could, Mike Bassett and what was it, what was he called? Uh, Wacky. Uh, Gary Wacky. Uh, Gary Wacky, <laughs> Leicester captain. And you've got was, Mike Bassett on sideline here. <laughs> Honestly, it was unreal. He was dead lucky that, that it wasn't more serious. Say, yeah, he could have binned it because yeah. of that, couldn't he? And he got sent off once at half time. Um, he got Adam Milmoth. He's walking off the pitch at half time. And apparently, he's had a, a goal at one of the players. He's punched them, and the fourth official stood right in front of him there. Mm. So we've gone up the tunnel at half time. I'm giving the team to ref knocks on the door and says, uh, Number six, where's your number six? And he went, um, He's off. He's sent off for punching the ladder. So took him outside to talk to him and the ref. Denied everything, like, didn't do this, that, and the other. Yeah. So I said, Are you telling the truth here? Did it? Honestly, Gaffer, I swear, I've, I've never, I, I didn't touch him at all. So I said, well, it's a bit harsh, Dad, ref, and it? He said, fourth official's told us that. I says, but he's saying he has it. He said, I said, it's a fucking joke. He said, I'll tell you what, Roddy, he went, you fucking sit upstairs with him as well. So he, he sent me <laughs> off, a Brano off, right? Then we looked on the Monday at the CCTV, right, because it's where the police yeah, yeah. rooms are. The lad's just come up, he's just gone bang, straight, straight. <laughs> he's just he's absolutely not in, in the tunnel like that. And the bother the bitches was stood there. <laughs> Honestly. So what he's, what we being like that, you know, when you know, going going straight to fist a lot of the time, could you remotely envisage him doing a role in sort of like being in a position of authority no and, and looking after he's 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 turned his whole life round. Right. I mean, even when speaking to him on Saturday, I, I was thinking was it? Has he got a twin or what? Yeah, because he was so personality shift, so uh, educated in, in what he was talking about. What I'm, you know, the role he wants to do, and where all the clubs he's been at, and mm-hmm. his contacts now. No, he's he's, uh, he's done, I think he's doing a great job there. So if, if if his sort of temperament would have been a bit bit better, do you think he he could have gone higher and maybe like played for Leicester first team or? Yeah, possibly, but but. He was brought up uh, in a rough area and wherever. He's, he's always been, you know, Straight that to physical. It. You can imagine him at school being cock at school oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. and all, all that stuff. So it, it's trying to get that out of him. It's probably always been a part of him that. Now he's finished playing. Obviously, that part, he's, he's, as he gets older, it settles down. Yeah, his so. temperament's yeah, improved it, a little bit. It's difficult because he, he was a regular in my team till we signed Macintosh. So we had Br- Branson and Swales playing. 
Of Chris who, Wales, who, yeah. Yeah, who were two out now editing me to who can edit the furthest and all that between them two. That yeah, he was that's the way they were. He was often bandaged, wasn't he? Oh, always, always. But but they were solid, you know, they frightened people at that that time. Yeah. You know, that's what you need. But there was a lot of physicality in the game then. Yeah, now can... now, you know, what would it be like now with his hardly any contact in it? That that's the thing. You'd turn even more reds on. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't they really? So in and around that particular area, sort of like League One Championship, who would you deem to be your sort of most impactful signing that you made for Rotherham? <coughs> Alan Lee would be one. Yeah, great. Um you know, we got him from Burnley really. We we took him on loan. Yeah. Um in, did well. Big physical, strong Irish lad, great. lovable rogue really if you like. Play the guitar. Oh yeah. So on the way home, after games, he used to have his guitar out and singing all these Irish songs and whatever. So yeah, he 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 definitely be one. And a lad called Kevin Watson. All right, who, yeah. Who was a captain who very uh, really gets mentioned really. Midfielder. Yeah, really good player. Yeah. Quality came from Tottenham. Typical Tottenham yeah. player, silky on the ball, passing, moving. A bit John Monker esque. He was yeah, he was he was quality. And was he alongside Talbot? Yeah, big Talbs. I mean, chalk and cheese, them two. Yeah, big time. Talbs just smashed everybody and, and Watto got on it and, and made us play. Mm-hmm. You know, they were a great combination, you know, them two. And as were the top two, though, because you had Alan Lee, you know, the big, strong player who was holding yeah. it up and such like, and then Leicester Link, Mark Robbins. Yeah, Robbo. When, when Robbo came in, he was... He's never going to score too many goals in 25 yards, Robbo. No. He was Mr... Mr. Angry every, was he? every day, you know, and it got even worse if I left him out or whatever. It, he, he didn't like being left out. Was that another one for Brecken? Yeah, or, or no, I could handle him. He, oh, are you right? Well, it's about four foot, he isn't was it? All right, yeah, so it wasn't a problem. But he, if, even if you took him off, you know, he scored a goal and you bring him off just for tactical sort of thing or whatever, he, did, he didn't like that. Mm. But he was quality in me as a finisher. Yeah, it's a great. It was finish, second to none. If you if you're looking at out and out finishes, being at at Rotherham, mm-hmm. there's there's none better than him for that. You know, any rebound off the keeper. He's good game. management as well, isn't he? Well, He's that, yeah, fantastic. Doing well, isn't it? I was, well, I was yeah, just going to yeah. come on to that actually because out of that team you had, you've had a few go on to manage, haven't you? Because you had Mark Robbins, Paul Warren. Yeah, Robbo Warren. Um, David Artel. Yeah. Is, he went to Crew. Um, I was trying to think who else. Robbie Stockdale. Yeah. He's at uh, Rochdale. Ex Middlesbrough. Yeah. Yeah. So out of them that you had, did you again? Obviously, we said with Branson, you couldn't have possibly pictured that he did that. Were there any we in that particular group? We thought, oh yeah, I can see that they've got that ability to, to become <coughs> a manager. No, I'd be lying if I said if I said yeah, you could see that. I think at that stage you're only playing, aren't you? So you, yeah, you're playing. And you don't really think about management. Well, I never thought about management when I was playing. So I think if you'd ask somebody who managed me, did he think I was going to be Doing a manager, they'd, they'd have probably said no fucking chance. <laughs> you know, it, it'd have been one of them. But you get I, your leaders on the pitch, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can see your leaders on the pitch. But like yeah. I said, does that turn into management? Yeah. Who knows? Because Richie Barker as well, weren't they? Yeah, Richie's another one. Ryan Lowe, who was at, who was at Rotherham. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, at. Um, Trammer. Yeah, is it Plymouth? He's at Plymouth yeah. now, managing there. Yeah, he's a decent lad. And w- so would you say there's been, you would assume, because I, mean, I suppose this is just hypothetical really, but like you said with Robbins, with his he, his temperament was bad, would you assume that he's potentially had to have a bit of a seismic shift, sort of mood-wise, to, to be in charge and not go ape shit all the time if it was like that as a player? Yeah, probably. Or... But but he's he's educated lad, really, right. you know, straight away... But he was Mr. Angry, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the way he was, lads could wind him up so easy, you know, you'd think he, he found a loss of tenor and found a nicker or whatever, do you know what I mean, he, he was always, but, but the job he's done in the management, I mean, especially at Coventry, when you look at, at the it's situation, phenomenal. They, were, they were playing at Birmingham, all their own games at Birmingham last yeah. year, weren't they? And this season he started like house on fire. It did reasonably well at Barnsley. I mean, he wasn't well loved. I don't know there too much. Breck, mm-hmm. I don't think him and Breck were, because <clears throat> he come from where they come from. Mm-hmm. Rather, I don't know how true it is. Just that that was a feeling that, that Breck said to me. He just got the feeling that there was no love lost there 
you know, with them too. I don't know how true that is, but okay. We're sort of on the the same line of sort of conflict, I suppose. Were there, during your time at Rotherham, were there any particular like, local sides or any other managers or teams that you felt that you had quite a sort of intense rivalry with? Well, all, all the derby games were, you know, they're always better to play in, yeah, you know, than than to manage. I mean, I was quite lucky a few times going to Wednesday. I think two seasons on the trot, mm-hmm. we won two one there. Oh, yeah. You know, we took five thousand probably just on that bottom end as you come out. Yeah. But two years running, we were kept beating. Then, sorry, first year we were winning, went to one one. Then we, I think, Darren Garner scored in the ninety sixth minute or something. Oh yeah, briefly recall that. Yeah. I bet you didn't celebrate that much, did you? <laughs> we, we scored that end, and I've never seen Darren Garner run so fast in my life because he was a lazy fucker. But he's, <laughs> he's gone from there to to here, where our crowd were in, in no point. So it was ridiculous on it, 96 minute, and I nearly got done by the bill, the, the police after, because I'd gone, I went in the centre circle, they'd just give it that to our speckies. <laughs> then I'd, then I'd turn round and give it to everybody else in the ground. Yeah. Forgetting that you have to go to that far end with all, <laughs> all the Wednesday nights are coming off. And then the police come knocking and say, look, you, you, we could do you really for inciting a really riot type situation. That's how they would stock, is it? Then the following year, we went back again and uh, I think Richie Barker scored at Edinburgh in the 97th minute. So we won 2-1 again that year. Oh yeah. So replicate the action. Knowing me, I did exact same. Thing. I'm going to say yeah. There was, there was the pivot in the centre circle, doing it. Yeah. But it was it was good fun. That Barnsley, you always had a uh, uh, fun at Barnsley when we played uh, Ronnie Moser. <laughs> the yeah, uh, it, it's a beautiful song. Ronnie Moser wanker. He wears a wanker's hat. When yeah. he turns it inside out, he looks a fucking twat. That, that's that's all because of a couple. You used to have police walking around the grounds at one stage. Right. And. Someone's had a shot, lit the copper, coppers sort of fell down and the hats fell on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I picked the hat up and put the put the hat on and give it give it one of them. Yeah. Which uh, you probably get done by the FA now. I was say, you get a, up. Another word afterwards, isn't it? Never mind the old two one <laughs> gesture. So that that's that's where that song came from. But every time we played them, um, that that was what they showed. But I, I to be fair, I, every time we played, I, I scored against Palsy or, or more or less. Well, yeah. A couple of times at Wednesday. I remember scoring at Wednesday. We were playing. For, I was playing for Charlton. Mm-hmm. We were four 0 down. It's on match of the day because someone sh- uh, told me about it the other day, and I put it on. Right. And I thought, oh my god! So I've had they pelted me all all the game. You know, shit, boom, this, that, the other crap, bro. You know, everything like that. Then the balls come in. I've just had a little tapping on the back post with about a minute to go. Mm-hmm. 4-1 loss, so I'm giving it four with roll and everything. <laughs> Honestly, you want to see it, it's on match of the day. I, I couldn't believe it when I seen it. I've done like a four with roll and jumped up and gone like that. And when I've come off, the gaffer said to me, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you'd have took what I've took there today, you'd understand why I did that. It's a shame there weren't uh, a cop sat in the vicinity just to finish off the phenomenal oh, yeah. celebration, were it really? <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable, honestly, when I seen it. Um, so one of the most successful parts of your career um, was at Tramia, and we've had uh, quite a few questions from the uh, the SWA, the Southern White Army, which yeah. sounds like some form of London-based Combat 18 group, doesn't it, really? But <laughs> thankfully it's not. Um, one of the people they really wanted to hear about was uh, Ian Pepe Goodison, naturally. And um, how was he... To manage, and were there a few sort of concerns regarding pre-season where he'd be kicking about in Jamaica? He was always, always late coming back, and I had the the money I've had to take out of him, because he he just knew what he he was so laid back to Jamaica, you can imagine, can't you? He was there are a few interesting pictures that are on social media, yeah, you know, that indicate that he was laid back. He's he's probably one of one of the best players. Yeah, that I've had in in all my managerial careers as a leader, um, laid back, but he take your head off. He goes straight. It was hard, wasn't it? Yeah, really, really physically, and can play. Yeah, you know he could get on it. He he could play. He did it all day. He'd had the dreadlocks all over some some weeks. Then it'd be up in the bun here. 
But every every preseason he went home, and every preseason he came back two or three weeks after everybody else had started. Mm-hmm. And every every time he did it, I had to find him on it. But he was that good. He didn't actually need to be as fit as do you, if you yeah. can understand. He, yeah, just you know their fitness levels are up there, but good he had it in his head. Is what he needed to play where he played, even from when he was 24, 25. You know, he was and also just, probably that good that you accepted it. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'd put out a fan. I'd he'd come in and I'd say, "Look, I'm going to have to find it too." Oh, gaff, gaff, no, please. <laughs> you know, look, but I had to stay for my mum. I had to do this. I had to do that. And I, he'd half get me round to it. So there's a couple of times I've said, "I'm going to go public. You can be fine." Otherwise, I'd look at come. Yeah. So, what what happened was, he'd take us for a, for a, a bite to eat all the squad. Mm-hmm. Rather than take the week's wages off him, we go and have the Chinese. And a few, yeah. the, the lads got their own beer, but he paid for all the food that they want. Oh, nice. So we did that a few times without the chairman really knowing anything about it. He'll know <laughs> now, though. But... <laughs> well, in in regards <clears throat> to his money, uh, it, it truly used to get paid in cash. No, <laughs> no bit, there's loads of people said that. There's no way you, you you couldn't do it. No, no, no chance. He got paid like everybody else. Yeah, but he he's just he he was Mister Mister Trampy really. He he was such well liked by everybody. All the supporters. He's, that, he's yeah. been. He's a. I know they talk about legends and being this that and the other, but he was like pff, up there on the pedestal. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, he, he. I can't ever really remember him having a bad game. You know, every game was was an eight or a nine out of ten. It was just unbelievable. You know, and he'd go through people, he'd frighten people in mm. on the way down in the in the tunnel. You know, telling the centre forward pick a seat out because we always get defenders. Then used to get one free hit on you, so you, you <laughs> knew it was going to come because the ref always said that's your last one. Yeah, a bit of a you ratio, know? like yeah. So he used to say to them all coming down, pick your seat as we go out because that's where you're going, mate. Soon as, as soon as you get hold of the ball. Well, it tests you then, because some of the some some lads aren't as brave as others. Mm-hmm. But if he's saying that to you as you're going out, yeah. mentally you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, yeah. How did happen? you manage to keep him there then, Ronnie? How did you manage to keep him at? Do you know what? So long? I never ever once had a bid for None? him to go anywhere, and right. he and he was whether it was a one one man fit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he, he loved the place. He, he was like a king there. He, he, everybody loved him. And it was like, I don't even think he'd have gone if somebody uh, yeah. had come in. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think he's had a couple of games with Jamaican, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah as big as. Uh, and he's big mates Messi with, and the, uh, with there, everyone yeah. in. What's his name? And he, Sprinter. From, oh, you saying Bolt? Yeah. He's doing a little bit with him going around the places now. I've seen a, one or two of them things on Twitter. They do like charity events and stuff, yeah, aren't they? And yeah. Such like. Is he, is he back in Jamaica now then? Does he, he live there? Or? Re- he's been back. But recently i just seen uh, there's a woman, Sue Beadle, who, who right. used to look after him. He used to uh, like stay, at, whatever, yeah, yeah. stay at their house sometimes, go here, there. She's brilliant. And she put a bit on Twitter. He, he was home. Uh, in fact, he phoned me about three days ago and I haven't got back to him. Typical me. But he, he phoned and I, I was doing something. He mm-hmm. left a message, uh, so I need to get back. Otherwise, I might send the lads around. Well, what was it? Came for a meet up, is it? Probably. Another Chinese that yeah. you're going to pay for. <laughs> get over there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and have a chat with him. Because uh, what? Because then obviously he'd go over to Jamaica and such, like just see family and stuff. But it seems you're involved in quite a few music videos. Yeah. He were in. Uh, he were in a Sean Kingston. I think I think the the least you know about what he did when he was in Jamaica <laughs> is, yeah. is probably best not knowing because <laughs> there's there's been one or two things going on and you better I was actually as a manager better not knowing what was going on. Oh right, yeah, cause... because he he was in into everything. Oh was he? Yeah, oh, yeah into, into everything. everything. Um, would the you mentioned uh, Guy Branson that and you said. Goodison, Goodison would have a word now and again in the uh, the tunnel. Was uh, did he end up ever doing a physical? Because I mean, obviously, you know, the odd elbow during the game or whatever. But it'd be interesting to know how many times he'd been sent off, but because he was quite clever, a bit Robert Uthie. You know, he 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 was. 
I need sort of go through you and pick you up. You know what I mean? Uh, I know that the referee hadn't seen it or whatever. Yeah. He he was good at it and really good, but he he there was a lot of people left on the floor when it when he was about. <laughs> honestly, and I, I got away with it. I mean, you know, he he did get a few yellow cards, but he was just clever. Got the ability to do it quite slightly. In, in, what he, in what he did, yeah. yeah. And he really should have played a little. He should have played Hyde and Tremor, to be honest. Yeah, because we like with with the the, the chaps on on our, our group, John and John and Lewis. There you go, gentlemen. Uh, they've said like in their you know top eleven or whatever, he'd be yeah. an absolute shoe in yeah. at centre back. Well, there's no, there'd be nobody, ball. nobody at that club who's been better than him. I don't think, and they've had some good players there. Yeah. But he's, uh, and he was just liked by everybody. It was just a, it, if he was in this room now, you wouldn't know he was there. Honestly, he'd be laid back and he'd have his foot up like that. He used to sit in the dressing room like that all the time. Lay there, come on, goody time, training time now. Oh, gaff, do we have to? <laughs> he used to he'd get up like he was bloody eighty. You know what I mean? <laughs> then he'd come out and he'd be smashing everybody in training. It didn't matter in training or whatever, because the number of times I've had to say, "Goody, whoa, yeah, sat down a little bit there." So it was more the transition to actually going out. Yeah, because when he was out, because when he was there, yeah, he'd, he'd come alive. Yeah, he'd wreck, absolutely, yeah. boom. Yeah, but going from that to that in such a short time. So it might have been a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, don't worry. <laughs> now, if somebody who um, uh, speaking of a, a, another Jamaican, uh, well, no, yeah, it was. We did play for England. Somebody who came in after you were there. Um, what, were your, what were your thoughts on John Barnes? And I've been watching a video the other day. He certainly can't pack a bike away in a boot. Remember, <laughs> remember that Sky Sports report where they went live to him and the reporter had to talk him through how to dismantle his no, push bike because no, he, he, he was just whacking it straight in horizontal and it was too big for it and then yeah the fella had to put his microphone down to uh, to help him out <laughs> with it but uh, uh yeah what were your what were your thoughts on john barnes at trammy because obviously it didn't well didn't no it well. never worked and it i don't think it'd be right for me to say because he took my job really right um when, when to be fair, the chairman did apologise. He sat me. Mm. Um, he'd just been to Scunthorpe. We had, we had to win at Scunny. And Scunny had, only needed a draw to get to the playoffs. Yes. And we were 1-0 up, 94th minute. We get a lad sent off. So where the free kick is, the lad's gone off. The lad he's picking up, only scores the header. So we lose 1-0, 95th minute. Um, so, sorry, we were winning 1-0. So, yeah, so we're winning 1-0 and we're, th- we're hanging on and hanging on. He scores. So we end up uh, just dipping out. Um, then the chairman calls me mm-hmm. in. So I go like an idiot with my book, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've got my book with my pen and I'm thinking, right, I wonder what the budget's going to be this year and blah, blah, blah. I'll let him know that list of players where we're going to go and look for them. Yeah, completely set for it. So, sitting in his house and he sit down on him and do you want a coffee? Yeah, don't mind, Jim. Yeah. So, shout his missus in, she brings a coffee, we're having a drink of coffee. Then he goes, uh, I'm gonna, um, I think I'm going to let you go. I went, yeah, all right, Jim. Laugh. I laughed, Yeah, yeah. thinking he'd take the piss just to get us going here. Do you know what I mean? Because we... We've done so well yeah. to, I'm be, you down. to be that from there. And you're thinking, bloody hell. And then, you know, he said, no, I'm serious. Um, season ticket sales, this, that and the other aren't, aren't where they should be. Uh, I think I need a, a big name in here. I'm like, you're having a fucking laugh, aren't you, Jim? He said, no, no, honestly, I'm going to do it. I went, well, best of luck, bump. Mm. So I, I left, coffee's still there, whatever, and I left. When you know, when you get outside and... If you like going back and saying, are you having a fucking laugh? Yeah, because it were just an off chance. Because it, it was just, and then John Barnes took over, mm. you know, and then it'd be wrong of me because as soon as I knew, whoever was going to take that spot that I had, yeah. you'd always wish it didn't do well. Yeah, of course. That's just human nature, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, of course I, it is, yeah. I, I've left thinking, uh, there's no way I'm leaving thinking, well, John Barnes, I hope, I hope we do well here, mate, shake your hand or whatever. But yeah, that, that was never going to happen. Yeah. It was only the time I went back to Tramway, when the chairman pulled me, it's the only time pulled me and apologised. Said I made that was one of the biggest mistakes that I've made uh, when I let you go. Well, how did no. he? How did he approach you before that? When he when he contacted you again, having had that happen, 
What was that conversation like? Well, it was it was Lorraine who, who did that because uh, she was a chairwoman there because Peter Johnson couldn't do the two. He was at chairman of Everton. Um, right, okay. so he couldn't oh. have both. So Lorraine Rogers was was the chairperson then. Yeah, and uh, it's funny how it happened because another one I was away on holiday and we got the sack at Oldham. <laughs> so I'm on my holiday and get the phone. What in Oldham? Bloody hell! Yeah. So I'm on my holiday. Phone goes, boom, boom, boom. Chairman, uh, same thing. Uh, look, uh, I know you're away, and I don't really want to spoil your holiday, but <laughs> however, but. Uh, I'm going to let you go. Season tickets. Oh, I don't know what it is with these season again, yeah. tickets again, but season tickets aren't going as well as we thought, so we're, we're going to bring somebody else in. I went, well, you could have waited till I fucking come home. Before, <laughs> <laughs> before you... Uh, and I'm, I'm not kidding you. About three hours later, I got a phone call from Lorraine. Mm. That, that, so I had to come off holiday, go and meet her, and fly back on holiday and come back. So I was out of work for about five days, I think, yeah, before I got the job. So it was just lucky. No holiday at all then? <laughs> so it was all right, yeah. yeah. But back in work after after a couple of days, so. Now that's, so we, when we've spoke to sort of Tranmere fans previously on other podcasts, one thing that they've mentioned that they said was quite odd during that time and has created that sort of rivalry between, if it didn't exist already, between Tranmere and Everton, was that dual ownership. Because they sort of said there were a few things regarding like the youth setup yeah. and things like that. So would it be that, that Everton had just sort of like cherry pick your best players or whatever? Yeah, they would. But at that at that time, I mean, Tramway used to have a really good academy of kids coming through. But for some reason, at that time, they weren't they, they weren't there. So right. they, no one can ever say you know Everton nicked so and so for nothing. It, that that didn't happen, but I, mean, right. I have heard people say that. But it's to be fair, he was a chairman of our place and and at Everton. Mm. You know, it was his money, not Lorraine's money, that's going in. Uh, you would imagine it's going into. So naturally, he's going to. Have so that yeah, but, anyway, but, but legally or whatever with the with the um, football, you can't you can't have two clubs. Yeah, so, so that's why that, that's why Lorraine did it. But no, I I I wasn't. I didn't see any of that. Where, where okay. you know Everton and Nick Nick decent players. Oh, right, because there was that very sort of famous FA Cup game, wasn't there, against Everton, where Tranmere won. Uh, I think with three 0 was it? Yeah. yeah, Goodison. Yeah, and uh, yeah, our mate John who was on it, who was part of that group. He said he was you know 11, 11 years old with his dad cocooning him as yeah. light as. Two peas <laughs> pinging off the top of his head and such like, and he's 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 held that hatred ever since. Let me tell you, he can't, despite the fact his wife's an Everton fan. But uh, that I remember that game, but that was that was an off day for Everton, wasn't it? That that happens. Um, mm. We were brilliant that day, but that's some great wins. When you look, you look at Tramways, you look through the history of, of big games. I mean, when I was there with Kingy. We had um, we played Aston Villa in the semi final. John we, King is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the semi final of, of the League Cup, it was called then. Oh wow, yeah. So full house at at, um, at Tramway. We three 0 up about two minutes to go, and the refs give it a foul that wasn't a foul, and they scored from it mm-hmm. at Aston Villa. So we end up three one. Right. And I'm having a right go at the ref because. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm assistant manager and it was never a foul and the ref's up, what are you fucking moaning about? You're 3-1 up. Oh, that goal, I hope that doesn't come back to haunt us. So we go to Villa Park. <coughs> Cracking game at Villa Park. We end up losing 2-0. Mm. So it goes to penalties. Yeah. So everybody scores. They take the fifth one, get their first penalty uh, taken. Mm. Missed it. So we've now got Liam O'Brien, who, who was an Irish lad, midfield player, all he's got to do now is score this penalty and we play Man United at Wembley. So you know what's oh. going to happen, don't you? He's, he's come right. up, he, he misses it, they score, we miss the next one. So from being... <laughs> Aye. Position you know, that, that far from, from being... Mind you, probably done us a favour. Because uh, Man United <laughs> at, at Wembley probably wouldn't have been so nice for us. But... It's just being there and doing it, isn't it? And what what were he like to work with, Kingy? Because uh, I mean, brilliant, yeah, yeah, absolute uh, man management side of things more than anything. Absolutely top draw with him, and he is a legend there. I mean, when you look at uh, 
I think it was five seasons where they just missed out on um, on promotion mm-hmm. uh, for playoffs. Yeah, um, we had four Wembley visits in in a twelve month calendar month uh, calendar year. Mm-hmm. You know that Leyland Daft thing, then the playoff Leyland Daft and the windscreen and all. We that. won. We won. The, the Leyland Daft the first year, lost the playoff, lost the Leyland Daft the second year, and won the playoff against Bolton. Mm-hmm. So that that's like, and it's just it was just unbelievable, guy. Absolutely. Like let the lads have a beer. Yeah. Because yeah, you know he he was he probably wouldn't wouldn't been able to do it now because mm. but at them days, you know eighties or or whatever. We used to when you go away from home, uh, overnight stay, on the Friday, used to be three or four directors go down with you. Yeah. So they all had a pint in the hotel. So he used to say to me and Kenny Jones, he used to call us the sheepdogs, round them up and, and make sure they don't uh, have too many drinks while they're out. Mm-hmm. Two pints was a limit when we go out, when we go out. I assume that was held too. So. Wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, on, on a few occasions, oh, yeah. uh, one or two, or a person would probably have four. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was about six foot five, so he could probably manage them. <laughs> and he was the goalkeeper. So, but the rest of them, um, we, had to, we had to get back. Mm. And I always remember we, um, we, we, we got back one, one, uh, one night, me, Kenny Jones, Gaffer, having a drink round, round the bar. And Kenny had said about, you know, Gaffer had been soft with him this week. You, you know, you just talk, he says, I think he's been, because normally he's, he's on you and getting you going. So we're having a drink and he used to love a, a, a whiskey. Uh, so we sat like this, really, at the bar. There's a big mirror there. Mm-hmm. So Ken, we're talking and whatever, we'd had a few. And Kenny goes, Gaffer, you've been a bit soft this week with him. It's not like you, is it? He went, what? He went, just think you've been a bit... Don't 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 be Ronnie. Don't don't we think? <laughs> no. uh, so I couldn't sink him. So yeah, Gaff, you know, just think you, you could have cracked down a little bit on them. Mm. Uh, he went, oh, all right then. So he had his glass. He picked his stood up, picked his glass up, and went, fuck off, straight, <laughs> straight into the mirror, <laughs> straight into the mirror behind the bar, <laughs> glass everywhere, Aye. everywhere. And that's where your two drink limit. <laughs> but he, you, 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 you couldn't believe it. And he, he tried once. We had, we were away somewhere, and uh, the he's let the lads out. Jim, the uh, chairman and whatever's gone to bed. So there's still a few lads just floating about. He, we ended up uh, Eric Nixon, big oh, right, keeper. Yeah, and he, he used <laughs> to be mess with the with the gaff. He punched the gaffer, you know, messing about and, and all that. And he'd, he'd get away with it. And then this day, Gaffer's probably had a few too many or whatever. But he takes his coat off in, in the uh, in the bar while we're all <laughs> sat around there. So Nico's there with him and, and talking or whatever. And he, uh, he grabs hold of Nico around there. And Nico threw him over his shoulder off the chair. Bloody he's hell. gone bang <laughs> straight into it's the massive. table. He's got, he's got a massive big cut <laughs> Got here on top of his head. We go. We only win three 0 next day, by the way. So <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. But that's that. You know, you wouldn't do it now. I bet there was other clubs who, who had it a bit like that, but not like that. So he was very lenient in that way. But he could manage them so mm. so easily. Um, I mean, what what happened after? Was it just forgotten about then after he's flung him over and. It is head on table. No, or... I mean, he had to explain that to his missus and everything when he got home, so I don't know. But it was forgotten within. Yeah, yeah, within. Nothing got out to anybody else. Right. They were close-knit, that, that group of lads. They were, they were top draw. So, were it Eric Nick Nixon, who had a bit of a thing with um, David Speedy at our place, I think, and he it was, it was like a playoff 93-94 semi-final where we won 2-1. We went on to beat Derby when Steve Walsh scored twice. And I think something had happened between Ian Ormondroid, old Sticks, who was part of the shit 11, yeah. let me tell you. God, he was awful. Him. Six foot five, couldn't edit. Um, but yeah, Nixon's gone after 
Speedy, because <laughs> nah. um, I, I know Speedy was quite a. Well, there's not much difference between them two. Is no, there? None at all. He, he, <laughs> speedy. Yeah, he was really, he was really picking his targets there, <laughs> yeah. weren't he, Nixon? Yeah. Because I was a Speedy were about Ronnie Corbett. Yeah. Sort of stature, weren't he? But uh, mm-hmm. so he was, was a bit of an hard man. Then was was Nixon? Yeah, Nickel was six foot five, but was hard. Well, yeah. You know, no one's no one's going to have any any arguments with him. I mean, his upper body strength. And weight, he always did weights. Right. So he, he was a bit... Pretty jack-like. If you looked at him, the lads used to take the mickey out of him because his legs were skinny as hell and, and he had no muscles. Right. So, oh, the old sparrow legs. <laughs> so the lads would call him, yeah, bared legs and sparrow legs. He used to run round trying to catch him <laughs> in training, trying to get hold of him to pass you. Yeah, yeah but, he, but he's another one. that See, they've had that many quality players there at Tramiel. Mm. Through the years, they've been so unlucky that they didn't get to that Premier League. To kick on, like you know, because you know they were Championship and they missed out three seasons on the trot of, of the the playoffs, of which went. You're thinking, just a little bit of luck, Swindon. I remember we, we lost by the odd goals in, in all of them games, and they only needed just to get that because that next step would have been interesting to see what happened, especially when Peter Johnson had a lot of money then. Yeah, you know, he was uh, park hampers, food hampers. That, that's that's, that's where money came from. Where money yeah. came from, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was multi, multi rich uh, guy. What I mean, what what do you think of him currently? It's obviously in um, uh, League Two, aren't two. they? League yeah. Two. So I don't know why I look up results every single week, yeah. and they're in League Two, aren't they? Um, yeah. What What are you thinking of the current plight? I will I will use that word. Actually, well, I think I think it's right to bring Mickey back. Um, yeah, because Mickey Mellon's done so well when he's been there. Mm. I mean, struggled just to get one or two results when he come in, didn't he? But now, I mean, the fourth in the league now. I would say because so, so they get they get initially there. He, a struggle, he, wasn't it? He's never far away, uh, Mickey, when he when he's with Tranmere. You know, gets them to the playoffs, wins the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the, yeah, I think I think it was wise. I think. It, I don't even I don't even know why he went. He probably felt a little bit stale, didn't he? He went back to Scotland, didn't he? To, yeah. But sometimes that break, mm-hmm. you realise what you've missed, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's come back. He's got Mark Palios now. Yeah. You know, as a chairman there. I made my debut with Mark Palios in 1971. Both uh, both played for Tramier, yeah? Yeah, both, yeah. both at Tramier. All the shot away. I played centre midfield. I don't know how the, the, the manager got me into that position. <laughs> but he's yeah, just going in, yeah. Just go and sit in there. I thought I couldn't breathe at half time. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely gassing. The difference like. went, yeah, oh, an yeah. older shot as well. I mean, bloody hell. And but, you still talk to him, Mark Pallet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Still got a good relationship yeah. with him, yeah. He's invited me a few times when they, they've been to Wembley, so that, that, that's been all right. I had a good time there. Yeah, he's. Um, I always wish him every Saturday, really, wish him best of luck for the, for the game or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you get down to. Do you know what? Again, I, or... I haven't been. I last time I was there, I was doing BT on on, on the telly. So it'd be about three years ago. It was the last time I've been actually been to the ground. Yeah, but he, his missus is involved now as well. They sort of both. They, they're both uh, manager, uh, chairman, and ch- chairperson or chair. Can you say chairwoman now? Was it? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, Here we are. We'll because you can't with the batters, oh, can you? you? Only got is can't say batsman anymore, can you? It's changed, it? Bats person. Bats person. You're the, you're the cricketer, yeah. Matthew. You should know, yeah. Matthew. So, uh, Craigie, my uh, co-host, big fan of the Massive, as he insists on referring to him, despite being a League One club and claiming he'd relinquish that title and word when they went down. He's not. He's carried on with it. And the fact they're doing shite as well. But uh, um, any particular interesting interactions then, Ronnie, with uh, Sheffield Wednesday? Because obviously it was rumoured that you came... Relatively close at one time that you might have gone. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was there was an inquiry that, that came from from Sheffield Wednesday, um, but it's difficult. Well, you know, when you're a manager in Rotherham and you're living in Rotherham, yeah, uh, then Sheffield Wednesday sort of come knocking on the door. It's a legacy ruiner, isn't it? Well, there is because I mean, if I had a sign for Sheffield Wednesday, then obviously uh, you can't live in Rotherham, can you? So, <laughs> so it'd be a matter, you know, you'd have to move on. But it, but it was. It was very close, um, you know, to, to a deal going through there. But eventually, um, it fell through. Mm-hmm. Um, any particular... Well, I suppose there were the, the two sort of games that you had against them. 
that were that were decent memories. Any any others that didn't involve sort of like a last minute winner? Were you doing sort of like a Mourinho <laughs> level of antagonisation towards him? No, I mean it's um, you know they're they're the, they're the stick out moments when you when you look at she- at Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they they weren't always great games against them, and and. Even as a you know, even as a player, when I remember playing, I I don't think I scored that many goals. I, I mentioned the the the, the Charlton. Yeah. Um, but I know they get upset because I, I I did a little thing on Twitter just recently and um, called them pigs, and I know they're not too happy. <laughs> they're not too happy when you get a few uh, interesting responses. Oh to yeah, that yeah, one. It, it was a bit of fun to be fair. Um, it was a good laugh, and I, and I do like. Dropping a little bomb in every now and then. Oh to, yeah, just to, to, just to get yeah. a, a response from them. It's not like you, that. <laughs> and, uh, was, was yeah. there a, was there a particular catalyst for that uh, pig mention, or was it just I'm going to have walk up? I don't like them. I'm going to call them pigs. Well, well, I'd said something that they, they no chance that Sheffield Wednesday are, are, are going to come up this season. I'd mentioned that somewhere on Twitter. Yeah. And they beat us two 0 so oh, of course, so he, yeah, they did, yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine the the response from and mm. the quotes that I'd made mm-hmm. were all being retweeted and and someone saying you big nose this that the other <laughs> to me and you really want to respond in a nasty way but yeah. for some reason you're probably half a step away from doing it but you don't <laughs> so you just got to be careful I think sometimes on, on what you say but it's banter for me I, I, I love it that you know I'm not bothered with anything like that are you going to stick with it the sort of prediction that they're not going to go up to be honest yeah because they, they just can't seem to hold on to it can they 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 get so they could look club like Sheffield Wednesday right mm. should be at least in the top six. Try not to use the word massive, though. Don't don't feed yeah. this anonymous ego that in here. Right. So what I should <clears> say then is the pigs really should <laughs> should be should yeah. be <laughs> at least in the top six this season. Yeah. Uh, but at the moment, you know, I think there's probably six six sides, but we're only twelve games in, aren't we? Or whatever yeah, it's, it is. It's, you know, there's a long way to go, but. You know, I wouldn't be disheartened if they never went up. To be honest, no, I can't envisage that you would do. But got another seat. I assume you got another tweet sat in your draft box though. <laughs> for when that happens, yeah, it'll be interesting. Remember, I have to go because I'll be doing Radio Sheffield probably then as, as a commentary. I have to go to Sheffield Wednesday and, and commentate <laughs> on that. That'll be a bulletproof vest needed. What going to say? Have you have you done commentary at Hillsborough before for yes. Rotherham? Yeah. So how is it in reg- so your your sort of particular vantage point? How uh, how in the midst of it are you that you might we're not, have we're a few? not too bad because oh, right, okay. we're just over over the tunnel on the mid on the middle row there. So you're not really amongst too many idiots if you like. You okay. I mean? If it's a two one victory, will there, will there be a pivot? Well, last time I was there it was a two one victory. All right, was we it? scored last kick again, which seems to happen every time we play there. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, there was a picture on Twitter of uh, any of you Sheffield Wednesday who want to go and have a little look at it and you'll <laughs> see the the two one but I had my, I think I, I think I had the, uh, what do they call them, the, the earpieces on from the radio. That's the only difference from the time I did it when I was on the pitch. But oh, it good, I'm still, glad you were able to block it, it out. Still a, it was still a 2-1. Yeah. So hopefully when we go back there, it'll be another one. And what, what are you thinking, are, uh, rather this is a better chance than uh, than Wednesday going up? Yeah, I think so. The, the looks, I mean, people say, yeah, you will say that. But, you know, in all honesty, they, they look a proper team now. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're organised, they're strong. They've got uh, backup in all areas. Are you watching most weekends then for yeah the a, radio? Lot them, a lot of them. I mean, I do a lot of one to ones on a Saturday, so sometimes I can't. Uh, depending mm-hmm. on how, how many uh, lads I'm, I'm coaching, mm-hmm. I can't get there. But majority of games, I I, I like to uh, to watch and. I've seen uh, a lot of them, and they're improving as as the season goes on. And any any particular people that have come in this summer, players that you've that you've thought that oh, yeah they've had a pretty big effect on. on well, the, the team. lad Rathbone who's come in from uh, from Rochdale, absolute. I mean, recruitment. Rob Scott, I think, who's who's looking after the recruitment side of things. You know, he, he's a snip for what he's come in. It says undisclosed fee, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever it was. Um, they've done well because he is quality in box to box. They seem to dip into the loan market pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think you've got to when you like Rotherham and you haven't got the the money that a lot of other teams have. That's why we're always good in League One. Yeah. So we're we're always in and around top six. 
But when we go into the championship, we're always in and around the bottom three. You know, we actually need uh, a league in between both. It'd be lovely if there was a league there. Yeah, just that purgatory. You know, that one where you can get in there and be solid. Because really, if they'd been clinical enough last season, they should have stayed up really, shouldn't they? Because the amount of games they were leading in. 19 times they lost by the odd goal. Yeah, but they'd have been in playoffs, I think, wouldn't they, if they'd have... It it was unreal. The last game of the season. Yeah. Down at Cardiff, we did the commentary there and... You know, they were seconds away from, from staying in in that division. But I don't think we've got the clout. We haven't got the money. I, I don't if you if you want to stay in that league, mm-hmm. the, your budget's gotta be more than six and a half million. You know, there's players yeah, there's really players either. playing at that level who who are on that. You know, Rotherham's budget is six mm-hmm. and a half million to try and stay at that level. Yeah. No chance. You, you've got you've got to be lucky. You, you need a break to do that. Yeah. I saw some of the money's been invested because obviously when you were there it was it was Millmore, which as much grief as it used to get, I used to I used to love because when Leicester weren't playing, I'd go you know, kids for a yeah. quid in the Tivoli or whatever. I just I thought the atmosphere was brilliant and the side stand with about four stands making up the one. <laughs> but it was it was a, a proper old old ground, it was, it, you know, it was it was a brilliant place to play. Atmosphere was always good there. Pitch was always brilliant, to be fair, you know, a lot of grass on it. But you look at what they've got now. Yeah, what do you think of the New York? It's a good it's little, fantastic, little ground, isn't it? I mean, it owes what eleven and a half thousand in there now. It can go up, I suppose, another seven or eight thousand if needs be. Yeah, if needs be. But they, they'll not need that till they get to the Premier League, and will they ever get in the Premier League? That, mm. That's that, that's got to be their aim now to establish themselves as a, as a Championship club. Yeah, we could actually do with. I know Tony Stewart's been brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know. But he can only put so much in. Exactly, there. yeah. I just need that bit you know, more investment. Do with don't a, a chairman like Newcastle with three hundred and eighty odd billion. To uh, yeah. Give the chance, but I just don't see any sheiks really want to walk around uh, Rotherham too often, do you? No, I can't <laughs> particularly envisage that. Another good thing about the New York as well, they've got they've actually got toilets now. Because I can remember Millmore. And it'd just be that wall and a gutter. Yeah. That was a phenomenal. They've still after. got one of them at Barsley. I was there. Oh, have they at Oakwell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pissing straight into it's gutter. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to do this outro the same way I did the intro. My throat's absolutely bloody knackered after that. So Leicester have just come back and beat Spartak Moscow 4-3. I mean, phenomenal turnaround with Pats and Daka. I mean, we did as best to screw it up with the Scooby-Doo baddie that is Vestergaard coming on to do his usual. Good God, what a terrible panic signing that man's transpired to be. And I don't think his other uh, defender, Ryan Bertrand's much better. What an awful duo duo they are from ruddy Southampton. Terrible. But uh, half-time thinking, oh, here we are after Man U, bit of a false dawn. But my word... Clinical finishing from Patson, absolutely brilliant. Um, as was Samare, superb in the middle of the park. Uh, seems a lot better now he's um, suited to his other role that he had at Lille, just a bit more defensive, lots of energy, incredibly strong. But oh, oh out of breath here. But uh, no, and thank you very much to uh, to Ronnie and uh, Matthew for their uh, for their stories and insights there. Marvelous, that thoroughly enjoyed it. Hope everybody else did. Uh, unfortunately, Craig was not able to join us to uh, provide his critique of uh, Ronnie referring to Wednesday as the pigs repeatedly. That was good. Hopefully, he'll back it up on Twitter again with another insult after last night's draw. Which, weirdly, they keep hanging around the uh, peripheries of the playoffs, despite being continually shite. Um, but no, uh, hopefully, you'll uh, you'll enjoy that. And uh, old Craigo. Uh, off on Friday to meet the individual Joe, Joe Edgley, who creates all the lovely artworks that we use. Uh, although I can't imagine Ronnie were too uh, enamoured with the uh, the last one. Um, and uh, I didn't use the re-edited one because essentially I look a bit like uh, Dan Aykroyd from uh, Eggheads. There's a right sheen to my forehead on that. But uh, despite that, thank you very much, Joe. They're very, very good. But uh, we'll uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you very much.